When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's going on, everybody? And welcome into the CHGO Bulls podcast presented to you by PointsBet. Don't forget that promo code CHGO when you sign up to live your bet life. I'm Peck. You can follow me on Twitter, Bulls underscore Peck. My guy, Big Dave, is at Bow, BWL Sports. Will the Goat Gottlieb at Won't Gottlieb. We are CHGO underscore Bulls coming to you live remote on Tuesday, July 5th. Shout out to our producer, Sarah, behind the scenes, taking controls while Joey is off. Um, Lots to get to today. We're going to talk about the other moves the Bulls made over the holiday weekend, including adding the vet backup point guard, Goran Dragic, bringing back Derek Jones Jr. on a two-year deal. We'll also touch on the insane package that uh, Utah got for Rudy Gobert. And then uh, we'll also, if we have time, wrap up the show with our first look at Coach John Bryant and some of the members of this summer league team that's training and getting ready before heading to Vegas. Uh, before we do all of that, however, uh, we wanted to take a moment to address the tragedy that happened just 20 miles or so north of Chicago uh, yesterday in Highland Park. Um, you see there the statement from the Chicago Bulls. What happened today in Highland Park was horrifying and senseless. Over the years, Highland Park has been home to many members of Bulls Nation, including a number of Bulls players and staff. Our connection with the community is personal and it holds a particularly special place in our hearts. We're grieving with the community and everyone affected, and we support them as we all mourn this tragedy. And they go on to talk about making a commitment and making a difference in the effort to help solve this epidemic of gun violence in our country. Um, the death toll is now at seven as of this morning from the shooting that happened just 10 minutes into the 4th of July parade in downtown Highland Park yesterday. Uh, upwards of 30 uh, additional people were injured on top of the seven lives lost. And um, I mean, this one hits close to home for those of us who consider ourselves Chicagoans, native Chicagoans, those who are natives of the greater Chicagoland area. Um, many members of our CHGO family have friends and family that live in Highland Park that are from, from Highland Park. Shout out to our guy, Joey, who's off today, um, who has nothing but love for Highland Park. Um, it, it's, uh, it's just kind of a reminder that anytime you see another one of these events, one of these tragedies happen, that it, it could be your town next, right? That's what people always say. Um, and it doesn't necessarily feel quite real until it is your town where this happens. And it was just a few weeks ago that we were sitting here on this show talking about Uvalde, Texas and the tragedy there, the lives lost in, in that town at that, at that school. Um, you just kind of run out of thoughts. Um, I'm, I'm heartbroken. I'm angry. 
and I'm kind of at a loss for what to do and what to say other than I, I, you know, I made a donation to the GoFundMe earlier today for the victims of the Highland Park shooting yesterday. If you feel so inclined, you could donate to every town for gun safety, any other nonprofits trying to help solve this problem in this country. But I, I don't know where you guys are with this right now, but I mean, I, I'm, I'm heartbroken and I'm fed up. How are you guys doing? So we've been doing this show less than six months. And already this is the third time we've had to come on this show and discuss a tragedy like this. We had to talk about what happened in Buffalo. Oh, people were just buying groceries. Multiple people losing their lives there. We had to talk about the shooting at the school with kids just going to school. Kids just going to school, losing their lives there. And now people at a parade <laughs> on a holiday, losing their lives there. And I think what stands out, for at least for me, the most on this is these are all three places that are supposed to be considered, I guess, safe places. Uh, you send your kids to school, you know, because it's a safe place. Highland Park is arguably the safest city in America. And who doesn't go buy groceries? You know, how do you not go to a supermarket just to buy groceries? These are things you do daily with your life. And the fact that cowards are trying to rip away that ease that you have in your life of just doing normal everyday activities is what's so maddening is what's so upsetting. This wasn't people, you know, doing anything, but just living their lives and enjoying their day, you know, and some coward felt the need to rip that away from them and their families. And, you know, no matter how heartbroken I think I am, I just always think about the people who actually are sitting here living with it because I can't imagine what they're living with and doing and dealing with this on a daily basis. You saw that young man talking about how he had to put his kid in a trash can to protect him from, from being murdered at a parade. So, you know, I don't, I don't want to speak long on it. I'll probably start crying if I do. But it sucks. It hurts. It's painful. The ways to help are the ways, I guess, you're saying, Matt, um, is to provide, you know, your support financially. Of course, you send your prayers and your things like that. But I, it just, for me, it just gives you more questions. Like, when is it enough? When is it enough for everyone who's not even on the same page to just be like, okay, this is too much. When is it enough? Like, does it have to hit you for it to be enough? You know what I mean? Does it have to affect your family for it to be enough? I don't want it to be that, you know, for it to get to that point. But that's just the question I had. Like, when when does it become enough for you to come to, for us to come together and be like, all right, some of this crap has to stop, man. Because now, you know, you worry about everything, man. Now you just worry about festivals you know what i'm saying this is summertime this is music festival time you worry about this stuff you know what i'm saying now this has to be in the back of your mind you know what i mean nobody should this shouldn't be in the back of your mind 
you know, when you're out just celebrating with your family and children and kids. Another incident happened later that night in Philadelphia. Exactly. Exactly. I believe a couple of officers were shot for that. And we not even I didn't even mention, you know, in the midst of all this, you know, the police, you know, firing 60 shots in the Jalen Walker, you know, like. Even that's on top of this, like all this stuff is happening at once. And like I said, it hasn't even been six months and we've been sitting here having these conversations about this. But all we can do, Matt, is what you you eloquently have put and what you have done. And I just hope people become fed up with this and are ready to make a move on this. And yeah, because it, it, it's got to stop, bro. Yeah, that's really well said, Dave. Thank you for saying that. Um I believe I heard yesterday that six months and four days through the year of 2022, we've had 309 mass shootings in this country, um, which is just horrifying. Um, obviously, I think this one hits close to home for all of us because it is close to home. And it's tragic. I mean, I don't think I've fully formulated my full sort of thoughts and feelings about it, but um, it's just, it's horrifying. And Matt, you said it makes you, you know, angry and sad. And I totally agree with that. And I would add scared, like I'm scared to be outside now, you know, hmm. there's like, there's nowhere that's safe. And you said festivals, Dave, it's everything. It's movie theaters, grocery stores, mm-hmm. going mm-hmm. to school. There's just, there's not safe places anymore. And I think a larger sort of irony of yesterday was that we're celebrating the freedom of our country, right? Independence Day, independence from Britain and 246 years ago. And we're kind of being held hostage right now by six people in the Supreme court who are taking away human rights and who are blocking the EPA from taking action against climate change and who are funding and supporting and protecting the NRA and allowing stuff like this to happen. And somebody described it as thinking about these shootings as like thunderstorms. And I thought that was really, a good analogy because they come into our lives. People freak out about it for a second and then it's gone until the next one happens. And mm. the like democratic party's mantra is like, get out and vote. And I think obviously that's really important. We need to like find who is supporting common sense gun laws and vote for those people. But it's, it's more than that. It's like putting pressure on them to not just like think that, Roe versus Wade is not going to get overturned to just be okay with the fact that, you know, there are politicians that are getting all of their funding from the NRA and then supporting and protecting them. Um, I think it's more than just voting and we need to put pressure on our local politicians. Like everybody agrees. This is a horrible, horrific thing and nobody's actually doing anything about it. And you're right. Like, I don't want to come on here every other week and talk about it because it's not fun. And for some reason it just keeps happening Mm. and it's really just 
so sad and scary that we cannot break out of this cycle. Yeah, I mean, I think you're exactly right to point out sort of the irony of what yesterday was, Will. Um, a day that we as a nation celebrate our independence and our freedom. Freedom, that word that that Americans throw around and, and brag about. Oh, greatest country in the world. Look at all this wonderful freedom that we have. Do we? If 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 we can't go to our town's 4th of July parade without facing the reality that we might get shot and killed there. What kind of freedom is that? As, as, as you briefly touched on, Will, you know, after Roe v. Wade, now dozens of states in this country now do not even allow women to have the autonomy to make rights about their own bodies. How, how is that freedom? What about this is freedom? Kids dying in school? And that's like something that I'm so sick of hearing from those people who are still grasping with all of their might to protect a misinterpreted and misguided amendment from hundreds of years ago about the right to bear arms in this country saying, well, you know, when these things happen, when gun violence happens, that's well, that's, you know, just one of the prices we pay for the freedom, the freedom to own a gun, the freedom to own several guns, the freedom to own a, a type of weapon that no Joe average citizen has any business owning, operating, carrying, firing. What the hell kind of freedom is that? That's not freedom. Certainly feels like the opposite right now. It's a and, war state. I mean, yeah, truly. I, 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 the fact that this one happened so close to home mm -hmm. or, you know, what the three of us call home. I know that bulls, bulls fans and bulls nation is, is global and everywhere. But I'm guessing that maybe somebody out there listening to this who is a member of Bulls Nation, if they, you know, if, if not directly affected by the tragic events yesterday, know somebody who was. This, I mean, this happened in our backyard. And I mean, help if you can, as you said, Will, vote, put pressure on local politicians to do what they can. Um, and maybe we won't have to keep doing this all the time, but I'm, I'm sick. I'm sick of having to make these no brainer arguments for gun reform and logical gun regulation in this country. Uh, you know, this, this happened outdoors at a parade. I don't want to hear, well, well, let's just have one, one door in and out of wherever it is where we're trying to prevent these from happening with armed guards. Well, we need more, we need more good guys with guns to stop the bad guys with guns. How many armed police forces were at and working and patrolling this parade through Highland Park yesterday? A Plenty lot. of them. Whole and lot. this still happened. It's the guns. Deal with the damn guns i have had it it's a fact man it's i think that also like i can't reiterate enough the places that are happening as will said like and you said man like like that safety and that freedom these are in places where that should be a given you know what i mean during these events that should be a given like highland park look it up highland park one of the safest places in america with some of the toughest gun laws like, look it up. Like, that's where Highland Park is. Where do you think Michael Jordan was staying? 
when he was here. It was Highland Park. Like, that's one of those places. And so when things like this happen in the place that is supposed to be that safe place, you don't have to worry about it here. And even it being so safe, having protection from police officers and people there doing their jobs to, you know, try to make it even more safer for you. And somebody just rips that away. A kid rips that away and takes that from you. And now there has to be traumatic conversations with kids, you know, and adults who some might have never experienced nothing like that in their life. And kids who now will never know a life without experiencing something like that. You know what I'm saying? It will change you forever, bro. Forever. These kids and people are forever changed. Whether they lost someone or not, the fact you were there and this happened will forever change you. So now you think about will they even feel comfortable going to the supermarket now? Would they even feel comfortable letting their kids go to class now? Will they even feel comfortable like Will said, going to a movie theater now. You know what I'm saying? Doing your normal day-to-day life has now been stolen from you because of this. And now new problems and new issues and new things you have to deal with and go through, man. It's just, when is it, when is it enough, bro? Like, seriously, when is it, when is it enough? When? It's just frustrating, we, man. We haven't found the answer to that yet, apparently. It's just frustrating, and that's, bro. Like, and, that's, and that's really, really frustrating. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, this is a podcast about the Chicago Bulls. We will talk about Chicago Bulls and the NBA, but... And, and Matt, can I say this, too? And you said Please. this last time we had this. Please do. But once again, thank you to CHGO, and thank you to all city network and thank you to Brandon Spano and Lindsay and Allie and everybody who runs this and allows us to come on here and have this conversation and say these things that we say and be honest about it and not be, not us reading a piece of paper, you know what I'm saying? To allow us to just voice our opinions and, and speak on things like this and, and have our back on it and support us for that, man. Cause that that stuff goes a long way, especially for me, and I know for Matt, and I know for Will, like that means something. You know what I'm saying? That we can work at a place that allows that to occur. Cause Matt spoke on that last time we we had that tragedy, and I can't, I couldn't agree with him more on that. The fact that we are allowed not only to be fans of a team that we love, but to speak on real things mm-hmm. and not have to run from them and be truthful about them to you guys out there. So. Just thank, thank you, man. Just every day I'm thankful to work here. It's a blessing. It really is. Not everybody in our line of work who talks about sports for a living has that. Yeah. Um, uh, and, and we certainly appreciate it, and we don't take it for granted because as much as CHGO is about offering our fellow Bulls fans and our fellow Chicago sports fans across the board content um, on a day-to-day basis – it is also about community and community outreach and, and being proud to be Chicagoans. And again, I know Bulls Nation is everywhere, but first and foremost, this team is, is this city and this city is this team. And whether you are 
a native of the Chicago city limits or someone like myself who grew up in the suburbs and now lives in Chicago, Chicago, greater Chicago area. We're all family. I don't want any of that squabbling of like, Oh, I'm, I'm from Chicago proper. You're from the, no, you're a Chicago sports fan. You consider yourself from, or currently living in the greater Chicago land area. That's one family. And what we do here is about more than sports. And that's why, as Dave said, we're all appreciative of the fact that we have never been told to stick to sports and have actually been told the opposite of that. And thank you all for listening. So, Goran Dragic, huh? Uh, <laughs> uh, well, actually, you know what? Before we do that, let me tell you guys that today's episode is brought to you by PointsBet. The best way to support CHGO is to download that PointsBet app and use promo code CHGO when you sign up. If you do that right now, you're going to get two risk-free bets up to $2,000. But that's not it. If you make a $50 more first-time deposit, you'll receive a free CHGO membership, which unlocks all of our web content. You'll even get a free t-shirt of your choice from the chgo locker it's your home for live in-play betting and it just got even better if you see an edge in the game you're watching maybe your favorite team is priming for a comeback don't just watch the game bet along with it live points bet has more live betting more live markets and faster live cash outs follow along with your bets the moment they hit and stay in the live action all game long so what are you waiting for Use that promo code CHGO. Download the PointsBet app. It's time to start elevating your live betting game. Once the game starts, don't just bet. Will the thrill. Tell them what to do. Live your bet life. Mm-hmm. Mm. Live it. Woo! Appreciate everybody in the comments who appreciated us for talking about that. Got to talk right. about real shit sometimes. And now... yeah. With that, we move on and talk about the remaining news that unfolded for the Chicago Bulls over the weekend in the first week of free agency. And let's start here with the Bulls adding veteran guard Goran Dragic on a one-year deal. There you see, thank you, Sarah, his uh, career stats at that point guard position, uh, points, shooting splits, assists and rebounds and then what he did in a very small sample size between a short five game stint with the Raptors and then getting picked up by the Brooklyn Nets Mm -hmm. last season uh he's considerably fallen off uh Mm -hmm. some people wondering if if Goran Dragic has anything left in the tank and with all of the guards on the Bulls roster already why the front office made this move um Will, what was your initial reaction when you saw this move? Why? Yeah. <laughs> um, my initial reaction was that I saw the figure, which was $2.9 million, and I incorrectly said that they must have used the mid-level exception to use that, but uh, that is his minimum because of his uh, years of service. And so it actually only counts against the Bulls for the minimum, which is about 1.8. That made me feel a little bit better. Um, Why are they getting a 36-year-old fourth-string point guard? That I still can't quite figure out. Is somebody else on the move? Um, Are they expecting Lonzo Caruso to not be healthy or 
preparing for them to not be healthy. Um, I'm not quite sure. I think there is some value in having a tough veteran experienced player who can shoot it all right. Um, you know, shot 25% on threes last year, but is a 36% career shooter. Uh, I think there's value in that. He did not play well in the playoffs. He's getting pretty old. He obviously is like not the same player that, you know, even who played really well in the bubble in the Miami heat bubble run. Um, but it's just a little confusing at the end of the day. This, this is, uh, you know, in reference to Drummond and even Derek Jones, like the bulls front office stated that they need, they needed two things in free agency, rim protection and shooting. And I don't think any of the moves that they've made accomplish either of those two things. So, uh, that's kind of where I am with the Dragic thing. I think it's fine. I think he'll provide good leadership. Um, I think he's a fun player, and if he's still got anything left, he could be, you know, sorry to sorry to do this, but like playoff Dragic, you know, like maybe he steps up once the uh, once the lights turn on, if they even get there. But don't get uh, there. Stop that, Will. <laughs> don't do that. Is is he coming for Paul George for the sole proprietor of Playoff P? Is that a thing that's happening? <laughs> I hope so. I really yeah, hope Rondo. so. Um, but yeah, that was that was kind of my thinking. I think if you look at that in the context of the rest of the offseason, it's a little lackluster. It's a little boring and it's a little. Frankly, it's just like it's not good enough. Like they didn't have a ton of options. But when you look at how the rest of the East did this offseason with mm-hmm. uh, Milwaukee adding players, bringing back their guys, um, the Heat didn't really do much, but they're still in the running for Kevin Durant um, and Donovan Mitchell, as they always are in the running for superstars. Um, the the uh, the Celtics added Malcolm Brogdon and Danilo Gallinari for nothing. The Hawks added DeJounte Murray. All these teams, the Philadelphia 76ers got PJ Tucker, Daniel House, got James Harden to take less money so that they could accommodate those things. They're always in the running for other big name stars because of Daryl Morey. The fact that everybody else got better and the Bulls did this, I think these guys are fine players in a vacuum, but I think they don't move the needle at all upwards. And I think as a result of that, if you're not getting better, you're, you're getting worse, especially when other teams around you are getting better, as I've said before. Mm-hmm. Uh, first, uh, let me say to Malachi Malachi, saw what you said about Draghi is being better than Maddie Legend. I don't appreciate that. That is wrong, even Let though it's go, right. Dave. He's Even though gone. it's right, I don't like it. Even though it's right, I don't like it. Um, it <laughs> never. Um, for me, like Dragic, as wild as this to say, but behind Lonzo, he might be the best point guard on the team. Like he really might be. Uh, as far as all the guards that they have, and as far as actually running a team and running an offense and doing it like that, Dragic might be the best one. I thought he was just insurance for Lonzo. Uh, if he goes down, then somebody has to run the team. Uh, they've got guys who can fill in admirably, but nobody to really run the team. Like Caruso's not going to do it, and Io's not going to do it, and Kobe, you know, is not going to do it. Um, the other thing I thought was, oh, there's something else in the works. There's, there's a trade coming. Like, I don't see how you go into the season with that many uh, guys playing that same position um, on your on your roster. And – as far as him being washed, yeah. Like, as far as the A's concerned, what you saw last year, you could say that for sure. You could also say, you know, he was hurt pretty much the whole year and only played like a total of 20 games. 
for both teams. And he didn't really uh, get a chance to, you know, get get out there. So you you can either one of those things. We'll know it when the season starts, you know, as far as if it's one or the other. We'll we'll know for sure. Uh, but as of right now, I, I was like, cool. I was like, okay, you got Dragic. I didn't hate it. It was an upgrade for me at the backup point guard uh, position. Backup. <laughs> yeah, the backup backup point like, guard position. I, but I but like you, you said, though, think... Will. But I agree with you. Like I, but like like you said, it doesn't. It's not a needle mover. You know what I'm saying, or anything like that. But I, I think it's because I look at maybe I look at this season a little differently. But it's it's it was a move that I didn't mind that they made. Um, that it didn't bother me. Like oh my god, you know what I'm saying? Like what are they doing out there? It it didn't bother me on that sense. But I do agree with you when you say the things they needed to address, they still haven't addressed. I think they feel they addressed rim protection with Drummond because he's a body and he blocks shots. That's what he does. Um, kind of. But he does, he blocks shots. He, he rebounds. He he's not a great shot blocker. He, he blocks shots. Go look at his numbers, bro. Like, throughout the years. He, he's, he, can, he blocks shots. He can do that. But I'm not saying he's, you know, <laughs> like our guy Williams that's going to be in Charlotte. He's not that or anything like that. But He's a body and he's better than Tony Bradley. So it feel like we upgraded our bench and been better than the scrubs that were there with better ones. And I feel that's what they did. Um, but the one will is the three point shooting. That's the one I'm still waiting on. So that's why I'm like, there has to be another move coming because I don't, I, you got to give me one shooter. You, I mean, Maddie legend, you know, shot the ball. He didn't do nothing else, but he was going to shoot the ball. Yeah. You got two Maddie legend references in one show. Yes, you did. But yeah, man, I agree with You're that. Out of Will. control, Dave. <laughs> I agree with that, Will. I agree with that. I, I think also just to put it into context here, so Dragic was their 15th roster signing. He's their 15th guaranteed player, which is obviously the max number that you can have during the regular season. You can have, I think, up to 20 during the offseason, and they can whittle that down. But right now they're a million five underneath the luxury tax. They are their roster spots with guaranteed players are full. And so if they wanted to open up a spot, they would have to wave and stretch somebody, whether it's Marco or Bradley. um, Nah, dude, Marco weighs 240 now. Marco hours. Magical weight gain, baby. The magical weight gain. (laughs) He he actually does look huge, but um, or make a trade. And I'm not ruling any of those things out. But as it stands right now, I think you look at the rest of the league and you look at the areas of need for the Bulls. And again, I understand the limited limited options, but it just felt a little bit like it was just not enough. And I think mm-hmm. the margins and the fringe roster spots and the depth are the places where they need the most help. And I just think they had a real weapon to go out and get somebody with that $10.5 million mid-level exception. They didn't want to use it for whatever reason, whether it was to avoid the tax, whether it was to avoid being hard capped. We don't know that. Um, maybe it's because they wanted multiple players instead of one, but they've got 7.3 of it left and they haven't used it. So uh, I'm pretty disappointed with that. And just to wrap it all up, it's not that I think Dragic sucks or Drummond sucks. Like these are fine players. They're going to be solid through the regular season and maybe give you something in the playoffs. But there's just, there's so much else going on around the league. And I just, I think the Bulls were less than. Yeah. I mean, look, I think the thing that Dragic could bring that would be most useful to this team is more veteran leadership and playoff experience. He has 
both of those things in bulk. Uh, he is well respected and well liked around the league. Um, I, I saw you know people saying well, another guard, another guard. Does that mean Kobe's getting traded? Um, is is some other big shakeup happening? Maybe not, because I think one thing that we know for sh- certain that AK and Eversley are obsessed with with this roster construction is flexibility and versatility. True. And I mean Caruso, Lonzo, Zach. Io, a lot of these guys are combo guards who can also play the three. Some of these guys in certain dire situations also play the four when they go small. So it's not like adding Dragic as we've got yet another point guard. What do we do? Why do we have this? A lot of these guys are playing multiple positions and probably will play multiple positions throughout the year. But as far as like bottom line, is he washed in recent outings? This past season for Toronto and for Brooklyn, dude looks pretty washed. He cannot stay in front of anyone on the defensive end anymore. He was never a great defender, but dude, dude is getting cooked on defense. Like he's he's giving you nothing there. And if he's not hitting his shots, you know, what are you gonna get? A couple of little crafty buckets from an old point guard with if he's asked to play eight to ten minutes off the bench, that's it. That's it. Like, but you hit it on the head. Like, he's not going to be asked to be that dude, you know, getting those minutes. Yeah, that's a great point. So it's not going to be, it's not going to affect it in that sense. It's, that's going to be Io. That's going to be Caruso, you know, doing those things. But situationally, is is what I think he'll be used as to come in and provide that. Because uh, there were many times, guys, when we watched where the Bulls could not get into their offense because the point guard couldn't get them into their offense because Lonzo wasn't there. So I think it will be situational for when those teams start trying to do that against them. You put in an actual dude who can control the ball and actually uh, shoot the basketball. Even again, even though he shot like 25% from three uh, last season, but real wise, he's a better shooter than that. And so I think that's why, you know, he'll work in that sense uh, situationally, but no, you're right. Cooked on defense and all that, is the, all, all that is fact. You know what I'm saying? That is absolutely fact, but I think it will definitely be situational and, let me just see how how Billy Donovan uh plays goes along with this and and how he plays and what kind of role he'll have for him. And, and one, one, go ahead, Will. I was gonna say like the one thing, Dave, that you said that I think is a good point is well, you said you said a lot of things that are good points, but one that I want to take yes, away uh, is having like eight to ten minutes, right? Like that's all you need from him, and I think they absolutely need that. Like depth was a serious problem, especially when the injuries hit. However. Like I said before, like 10.3, 10.5 million dollars is a lot. And they also need top end talent. And I think they could have gotten somebody there that pushes other guys down the rotation and allows the higher end depth to be better. And also, therefore, the lower end depth to be better. So mm-hmm. um, I, I say all this acknowledging and I'm going to probably harp on it a ton because like, I don't know what the alternatives were. It sounded like they were really close on Gallinari. They thought they had him. Um who knows like TJ Warren obviously just signed with the Nets today. And my guess is that's for the minimum. Clearly there's stuff going on there. Uh, There weren't a ton of options, so I don't want to like kill them for this, but I do think there was a missed opportunity to not go a little bit bigger. And when you're, when you're a team that has already two more future picks out the door that has two years left of DeRozan under contract, who is committing now to a five-year future with Zach Levine, and who has Vucevic for one more year. Like 
you can't just like wait and see how, like I saw a comment that said the roster is not done uh, in July. That's true. And like, they could still make a trade and that would change everything. All of this analysis mm -hmm. would be completely changed if another trade is made. But uh, like I said, I just don't think that's super likely at this point because of where they are with the tax and with the roster spots. Yeah. And in addition to they can make a trade, they can also just bring in another player now and you can carry well more than 15 up until and including training camp. You just got to get your roster down to 15 by the start of the season. I think I saw somebody in the comments mention Isaiah Roby, who, you know, uh, the thunder tossed onto waivers uh, yesterday, I believe. And so the bulls with that traded player exception from the Daniel Tice move last off season, right. Could, use that TPE to make a claim for Isaiah Roby and add a quality power forward who's got a lot of upside and is still young, who showed really solid things the last two seasons in a young rebuilding team over there in Oklahoma City, and, and, and add talent that way, and I think could even do so while still staying under the tax line, um, you know, based on his contract. That to me, and, and I know our pal Mark was talking about this when he was on with us at the tail end last week as we talked about the Bulls' underwhelming free agency moves. If there are certain opportunities that were available for the Bulls, that there, there was mutual interest from the player and from the Bulls about adding more needle-moving kind of pieces, and they didn't happen because AK and Eversley were instructed, hey, do everything you can to stay under that tax line then Bulls fans have every right to be pissed off about that. Because I'm with you, Will. I look at these fringe moves, and you're like, okay, is is Andre Drummond a slight upgrade over Tony Bradley? Sure. Is, is Goran Dragic an upgrade over Matt Thomas using a roster spot? Obviously. Because uh, uh, guess what? That's it. That's the only way that this roster is changing compared to last season, other than the addition of a rookie in Dalen Terry and maybe in dire straits getting more minutes out of a finally useful Marco Simonovic. That's it. It's the same roster. And, Pat and if it's the same roster because cheapskates, then shame on you. And, and we don't fans are allowed to be pissed about that. We don't know that that's true yet because they haven't finished technically. Like there's still more stuff they can do. They could make a trade. They could bring somebody else in. They could cut somebody and that would push them over. My guess is that won't happen. And even if they do before the end of the season, they will get under the tax. Mm. Um, so it sure looks that way, right? Yeah. I mean, they're getting real nice and close to it, Yeah. but not going over. Like not going over. Not, Not going touching over, it. baby. Not, Not going over. It's right there. All right. We'll see. We'll see, it's man. Annoying. It's annoying. We'll it's annoying. It's really it's annoying. Wait, Matt. Uh, <laughs> all right. Well, so we still we also wanted to touch on the huge haul the Jazz got for Rudy. We also have to talk about the fact that maybe uh in, in an oddly surprising way, Derek Jones Jr. is still here. Uh, and, and what role he might play. Uh, yeah. Before we do all of that, though, Big Dave, can you tell our viewers and listeners about the great products offered by our friends at Owen? Oh, I can and I shall. Thank because you. it's a 100% plant-based protein shake 
that gives you nutrition that works as hard as Will the Goat Gottlieb does. And that's pretty damn hard. All of their products are free of artificial ingredients, allergen friendly, no gluten or no dairy, and it's easily digestible. And they leave out the best part. It tastes great. Get you the strawberry banana, get you the caramel, get you the chocolate, get you the vanilla, whatever you need. They got you covered at Owen. All right. And the person who endorses it means more than all of us combined. It's Justin Fields, QB1. Boom. That's the man. He's the one. He's saying Owen is his thing. So guess what? I'm going to roll with him. So why don't you do the same? And matter of fact, when you do that, we can save you some money when you do it, y'all, because Owen and CHGO have partnered up to give you this awesome offer right here. You can get 20% off your first purchase at liveowen.com with that code CHGO20. That is 20% off your first purchase at liveowen.com. CHGO20 is the code. So won't you join Will? Won't you join Matt? Won't you join me? And most importantly, won't you join Justin Fields? And try Owen today. Because as I always say, ladies and gentlemen, Owens. Owen. There it is. The pause. Thank you, sir. Yes, sir. All right. So I know you wanted to talk about this, uh, Will. Rudy Gobert. Lots of rumors back and forth. Half the people across the NBA media landscape were convinced that he was coming to Chicago. Leading up to free agency starting. We know that did not happen. Um, Minnesota was always a team that was rumored to be in the mix and maybe even front runners to win that uh, trade or not win the trade, but, you know, be the team that ended up making that deal with Utah. And that is exactly what happened. And if Bulls fans were wondering, well, hey, I mean, come on, that's got to be a pretty enticing package, right? You send them Vooch, you send them Kobe or Pat, you send them Portland pick. Good, right? No. Nowhere close to the haul that they got for Rudy Gobert. Danny Ainge is like Palpatine. He just just gets what he wants. He's pulling all the strings. He's like the evil overlord of the NBA. And somehow he just collects draft picks everywhere he goes. Yeah. And it's not just collecting draft picks, right? It's like harvesting and producing and like mass producing draft picks Mm. and i don't know like who they were bidding against probably the bulls they i think what happened was that they lost out on Dejounte murray right they wanted him the hawks bid higher right they got danilo who the spurs waived and three draft picks and so they're thinking okay rudy's a little bit older and he's gonna be you know potentially questionable contract here but we got to give him four picks plus Walker Kessler plus Jared Vanderbilt plus Malik Beasley plus Patrick Beverly. Um, <laughs> if we're going to beat the Bulls or any other team that's offering. So I saw this deal and I was initially pretty bummed. But when you look at what the Jazz were able to get from the Timberwolves, they j- I mean, there was no way the Bulls or frankly any other team was coming close to that offer. So it is what it is. I'm sad that the Bulls didn't have a chance to get him, but when you it's like when you lose by really close you're like, "Ah, shit, I could have like just been a little bit better and I would have won." But this is like, okay, 
this person was just like so much faster than me. There's no way I'm racing them and winning. So I'm not too upset about it. I think from the Timberwolves perspective, you've got two guys that are going to be superstars. Um, and you want to add a defensive component there. You want to get rim pressure um, to allow Cat to be not the main defensive anchor because let's be honest, that's not going to go well. Um, and they wanted to just be a little different and get two bigs and like really put pressure on teams. Like whether or not you think that team has championship upside, they are going to be really hard to figure out in the playoffs because nobody else has two bigs like that. So I think it's really interesting. I don't think it's necessarily going to end up in a championship. And I think a lot of people are like, you make that move when you're one move away. If he's the guy, if you're going to like unload the tank and pay all of your future picks, that's like the one chance you have to make a move like that is Rudy Gobert. Are we one Rudy Gobert away from that? I don't think the answer to that is yes for the Timberwolves. Maybe it's not for the Bulls either, but I like that they went for it. Like you have to commend Tim Conley and the new ownership group and say like, they're trying to win games. They're not satisfied with just like being the 13th to 18th best team in the league. And I, I think that's great. I think it's really lame when teams just don't try because they're afraid to come close and not win or spend yeah. money. Stop it. So I, one, I was, I, when I went, you're right, Will. Once I saw what they got, I was like, okay, I'm kind of glad the Bulls didn't do this. Yeah. <laughs> I, was, I was very, would have yeah, been like three picks, dude, Patrick, yeah. Kobe, Gobert. I mean, there's just no way. Uh, there's no way. There, there's no, I wasn't, even really truly on getting Gobert, and then if I saw they gave that up for him, for sure, yeah, I really wouldn't have been on board with any of that. I'm like, this dude better come in here and be the man, all right? So yeah, I'm glad they didn't do that, but I'm glad they put in their due diligence to try to get this dude. You know what I mean? Because they were trying to make this team better. I, I'm with all that. As far as Minnesota, I, I have a basketball rule. If you've got two dope seven footers on your team, you're going to the playoffs. I think that's a rule. And they have that right now. Now, how far they can go, I have no idea. Cause I I appreciate you breaking down, Will, how this could work. Cause I've been wondering how how does this work uh with those both those guys in there. I, I know it'll help Cat um because you know he he'll be playing the four now and it's not really a four that can really match up, you know what I'm saying, with him like that because he's so athletically skilled and according to him, the greatest shooting big man of all time. So he gets to floss those skills a little bit more and not have to do all the dirty work that was being required of him uh, in Minnesota. And the things people had a lot of problem with him about was he didn't do that dirty work every game. He would do it sometimes, but wouldn't do it every single time. Now you got a guy that's going to do that all the time, 24-7. You don't have to concern yourself with it. But my thing is you build around the best player on your team. And for me, the best player on your team is, is Edwards. That's the best player on their team. Does this help him? Does this help what he's trying to do in his growth and him being a better player? Because it doesn't matter if it's going to help Cat for me. It matters if it's going to help Edwards. Now, it can because it, it will clear a lane. You know what I'm saying? And Edwards can get some one-on-ones and those pick and rolls. Oh, my God. You know what I'm saying? Like, those picks that will be set is going to be really nice, you know what I'm saying, for him. So he'll be getting some open looks on, on in that sense. But I am definitely um, wondering how that will play out game after game over an 82-game season, both of those guys on the floor. How is that going to look on both ends? Because 
I think they're thinking one guy's got the offense, one guy's got the defense. I don't know how that's going to work in transition. You know what I'm saying? How, how that's going that way. But I'm interested to find out. I Like you said, I commend Minnesota for going for something that they've never done in their franchise history was kind of go for it. That's why Kevin Garnett had to leave because they don't been really out of the go first round of the playoffs once in the last 33 years. Right. They won 46 okay. games yeah. last year. 46 yeah. games. Like you got to go I, for it. I'm not mad at that. Man, they they cried tears of happiness for just getting out of the playing tournament a couple months they did. ago. They did. Literally. It literal. Wild. <laughs> Wild. That's so true. And like, yeah, it may it may not work. It may be like a bad timing. Like he's 30 and ants 21. Like it may be too clunky. It may not work. They may have mortgaged their future and it might bite them in the ass. Or maybe it doesn't. Maybe it's really good. We have no idea. I think it'll yeah. be really interesting. I think there's potential for it to be really good. I think there's disaster potential too, but I, I respect that they went for it. I think if you are a team that wants to be serious, you got to go for it. So, yeah. Uh, Joker saying that, the, you know, you'll be a good regular season team, but a bad playoff team. Um, that's basically what the go bear jazz have been the last several years. <laughs> Fact. Like, <laughs> learn with the one seed multiple seasons and yeah. crumbling in the playoffs. Um, and the Timberwolves yeah. have ant and cat. Dude, yeah, it's so cold, bro. Like, and is so cold. Is. All right, also, they are not going to be in the one first round for long. Not with that dude on the team. I somehow have more respect for Ant after watching Hustle. Like, <laughs> oh, I mean, he's, I know he's, he's just like fantastic. playing a character. Uh, he's not playing himself. He's playing a different character. But just the way that he trash talks in that movie, I'm like, oh yeah, don't mess with Ant, man. He's he's wild. <laughs> Hey, and did you hear that? Good. Did you hear that 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 there was supposed to be a scene where uh he, he was supposed to get his shot blocked and he would not do it? <laughs> he refused to let them block his shot. He said, Nope, he ain't blocking my shot. I don't think so. Y'all so, have to think of something else. So when Bo Cruz does block his shot in that scrimmage, what did he like they put a body double Stunt in double. there for Anthony Stunt Edwards? Because <laughs> it wasn't gonna be him. He said, what going to be me, baby? What going to be me? That's that's a goon. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's a mental goon right there, right? And I love that about him, man. I'm really I'm really starting to like him a whole lot. Um, You know, I, I see yet another person in the comments asking about uh, TJ Warren, uh, Jamoy Fowler, saying, you know, how do we not even make a pitch there? Look, we, we've addressed multiple times TJ Warren as a possibility. We've also addressed multiple times the fact that guy has basically not played in the NBA in two years yeah maybe there are what do the bulls not need that? any more of injuries <laughs> yeah 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 you don't want that anymore and i and i know we you want it because will talked about him a lot and, and definitely put him on my radar uh just by breaking it down what he could bring to your team because i forgot all about him honestly like i forgot he was even around after the bubble he's a bucket bucket but he's a he's a bucket bucket that's what he does he gets buckets and yeah, I think it's cool um, him going to the Nets because depending on how the Nets react, <laughs> what the Nets do, he's going to have ample time to show everybody exactly what he can do uh, on the basketball team, man. And it was a one-year one year deal. How much was it? Does anybody know how much it was? Don't know yet, but you have to assume that they brought in Royce O'Neal, they brought in TJ Warren, and they brought in Edmund Sumner. And that's two forwards and a guard. And who do they potentially have? shipping out here forward in the guard so yeah yeah makes you wonder 
Why would they do that? <laughs> Dude, Very why strange. would Brooklyn Shout do that? Shout Very out to strange. Windhorse for one of the greatest segments of sports talk television that I've seen in a long time. You know what? That just made me love basketball even more because there's He's no other sport where that matters. You know what I'm saying? Like that's not being a thing in any other sport. But basketball. Very, very it. interesting move. Very, very, very strange. Very, very strange. Now, why would they do that? Now, why? Um, it was like a murder mystery. <laughs> like, what's going on? I know. I just watched that and I wanted to be Daniel Craig from uh, Knives Out, where he's got the accent. <laughs> oh my oh. God. That would have been funny. They need oh, to do man. like a short video. Somebody needs to make that into. Now, a why do that? Why do that? um all right guys well so with the time we have left let's also quickly address the fact that the bulls brought back Derek jones jr on a two-year deal uh two years 6.6 million with a player option uh on that second year bulls just throwing player options all over the place this offseason i i don't know why um and thank you sarah as you see that graphic of Something that we talked about in the first couple months of CHGO's life as we were doing pre- and post-game shows, watching the Bulls brick threes night after night. Derek Jones was red hot from behind the three-point line in the first half of the season. 40%, 16 of 40 overall in his attempts. And then in that dreaded stretch after the All-Star break, he was 4 for 21. 19%. Look, he was part of the problem. He was not the biggest part of the yeah. Bulls three-point shooting problem. Yeah. The biggest part of the Bulls three-point shooting problem was that their highest volume and most efficient shooter, Lonzo Ball, was gone. Right. But Derrick Jones Jr. going ice cold certainly did not help. And I think it certainly made Bulls fans very okay with the fact that most educated guessers saw the Bulls just letting him go to clear up his cap space and put it to use somewhere else. Instead, they retain... Derek Jones Jr. and do so on a cheaper veteran contract than what he was making last year when he arrived in that Lowry market and sign in trade. Yeah. I if he finds his three-point shot again, great. Like I'm <laughs> f- fine. Like that that was my reaction when I saw this signing. I was like if he can hit a three, fine. I I'm, I'm I'm tired of trying to care about these fringe roster improvements that clearly aren't happening and no offense to DJJ. The guy could be crazy, like highlight reel athletic. We saw some incredible dunks from him last season. He can be fun Mm. to watch. He can be a little bit of a versatility play on the defensive end. Just again, like Will said earlier about Dragic, you're not moving the needle. In fact, you're just bringing back a guy who was here last year and didn't give you a whole lot. They're paying, they paid him more than the minimum. They did not use the MLE to do so. So that reserved space for them to potentially use that elsewhere, which they did not do. Um, He fell out of the rotation completely and he works best. Dave, you know this better than anybody because I keep spewing it. I love a small ball lineup and he works best as a five. And now you have a 240 pound serbian man coming in to play third string center you hire a you sign a andre drummond to be your backup and you've got vooch so like why would they do that i just don't get it and i think it was clearly they missed on gallo they missed on some other options and he was like a backup plan 
they got him on a pretty cheap deal. Maybe they can move him. I don't get the player option. They're just handing those out like Halloween candy. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I just very, very uninspiring off season um, taking, I think the continuity thing a little bit too seriously and we'll see if that works. I mean, maybe it does, and I'll look like an idiot, but I just, yeah, I, I think they needed a little bit more firepower, and you can still have continuity if you add talent. So that's where I was with it. Um, but, like, I really like Derek Jones Jr. I think he is really solid and, and has potential, but, Matt, you mentioned the shooting. Like, he is emblematic of the bull shooting problem, which is that, mm. like, if it's going in, awesome, great. But, like, can we really trust this when when it comes down to it? No, we cannot. So I I think he's like a deep fringe rotation guy. Would not be surprising if we just didn't see him for large stretches of the season or until there's an injury. But uh, I'm not giving up on the Bulls. I just we'll take a lot of I'm just disappointed being with very negative today. You are taking some heat today, Will. <laughs> That's fine. I am being negative, and I think it's fair because they did not do a good enough job, in my opinion, during the offseason. Mm. I, I agree with you as far as his rotation. Um, remember when this season was first going on, he, he couldn't even get on the floor. If you guys remember that Which early we on. we all thought was pretty odd. Yeah. We were like, why can't he play? Because they literally needed that player, especially when Patrick Williams went down. I thought it was an all-hands-on-deck situation. And Billy Donovan was like, it was not. <laughs> and he would not put him in no. the game. It's, and it's an all Javante's on deck situation. All, all, all 65 of him <laughs> and it was on the floor. But when he did finally did put him in, he produced. And he honestly gave me like some of the best Bulls moments of the year with those dunks he had. Um, not just the one in Milwaukee that he had where I actually hugged uh Joey to death, but the other one he had in Denver where actually that was the day Matt and I were at uh, Peace Pizza. Shout out to the people at Peace Pizza. We were at Peace Pizza with uh, uh, his friends, uh, C-Red Fred, and a bunch of other uh, Bulls podcasters, and Jack Silverstein also. And we Not watched friends. that game. <laughs> and we, yeah, they're more like brothers. Like, and we watched that game, and, and I remember that moment, you know, standing out. So he had moments, especially that first half of the year, and then just fell – because I remember Matt talking about it so many times, like he hadn't hit a three like for a while. You know what I'm saying? He hadn't even hit one. And he just kind of disappeared. But he's another guy that ran up on injuries. And not just injuries, he ran up on the double whammy of injuries because he just came back from an injury and then broke his finger and was out six to eight weeks. And I remember him being on the court and it was hurting my soul to watch this dude play basketball because you could just see him doubled over in pain, holding his finger every time he did anything. He's time the wind blew. He was like, ah! And Matt and I were like, dude, just go sit down. Like, you look like you really, really hurt right now. He's like, no, I'm good. I'm okay. No, you're not. <laughs> like, I'm worried about you right now. So, yeah, like all of that kind of, I'm sure that played into, you know what I'm saying, how he, how he went down and how his season kind of went down. But to Will's point, I, I – and you guys know I'm the po- I'm the positive guy here, but I I slightly agree with Will. I don't agree with fully what he's saying, but I slightly agree with him when he talked about it being uninspiring, because that's true. You know, you you wanted the big thing. You know what I mean? You wanted the one that was going to move you up. You know, to do it, and they didn't do that. You know, they got you know fringe guys, and you're right, Will. They're really leaning into the continuity. They are leaning, leaning into it. 
they're oh. leaning into continuity. They're leaning into health and they're leaning into Patrick Williams. And I think those are all fine yeah. bets to make. And yeah. I'm not trying to be too negative. I just wish they would have added more talent. And like I said before, yeah, it was I'm, really hard. There were not a lot of good options. So yeah, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not against I'm you not feeling like, that way. Yeah. No, I know. I'm just saying like, I'm not like slamming the Bulls front office for having a miserable offseason. I just wish we would have seen a little bit more. And I do think the Bulls are going to be good for sure. Like they've proven to be very good, but yeah. the East is not getting any easier and they didn't make any moves that dramatically moved the needle. And maybe there weren't any out there. Obviously the go bear thing wasn't an option. So again, not like slamming them or feeling really negative. It's yeah. more just like, how do we find a way to like find another level here? Cause I don't see that part of it. Mm. Michael in the comments. Don't be gross. Choose a different phrase than that. Come on now. Um, oh, I just saw it. Like, why you make me see that? <laughs> uh, Jared Johnson pointing out that DJJ at the five with Debo, Zach, AC, and Lonzo was a pretty stinky negative 16.7 net rating. Last it was year fun in 31 minutes. I, I, I don't disagree. I also don't disagree with numbers. Um, look, I, again, as uh, Will said, it, it was a tricky situation that they were in this offseason to get better, to get significantly better on paper this offseason was going to be tricky especially if they weren't allowed to do certain things <laughs> luxury tax <laughs> sorry i got got a frog in my throat um so the same we'll one see. huh <laughs> oh that that frog's been there since 1999 yeah no <laughs> that frog's been a long time <laughs> and frog and i have grown up from adolescence to men and we are still one in the same. He's stuck down there somewhere, and I'm still salty. Oh, um, man. <laughs> uh, so we we to that we didn't have time to get to some of the interesting things we've seen and heard from these Bulls summer league practices that have kicked off um, over the past handful of days. Our guy Will has been there covering that beat. What's Flex. going on at summer league practice? So we will talk about that tomorrow. We're getting words from their summer league coach, John Bryant, an assistant on Billy Donovan's staff, um, hearing great things about the Bulls' 18th overall pick from last month, Dalen Terry. Marco putting on muscle. Io looking good. Pat Will looking good. So we'll talk about all of that on tomorrow's show. Uh, in the meantime, you can follow us on Twitter, Bulls underscore Peck, bow, B-A-W-L sports. Ah. Won't not leave. We are CSJO underscore bulls uh shout out to our producer sarah doing great work behind the scenes for us today filling in for joey quite admirably we miss you joey we love you buddy miss you, joey um and thank you all for allowing us to start today's show by addressing um the the horrible events that happened uh just in uh the backyard of chicago uh yesterday and um to all of the, you out there in bulls nation who are struggling with this just because you're heartbroken about it or Worse yet, you were affected by this in some way. Please do know that our love and our support goes out to you now as it does always. Um, and never feel like you can't reach out because we're here for you, Bulls Nation. That's part of our job. Um, so for Sarah, for Big Day, for Will, for everybody here at our CHGO Sports family, Pakistan, we appreciate you guys. And we will talk to you tomorrow. See you right people.